0: We continue our study of the book of Acts with chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. Peter is brought before the leaders of the Jews and boldly proclaims the gospel. He ends his gospel message in verse 12 with the following declaration. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he delivers today's slice of this week's message entitled No Other Name Under Heaven. Chapter 4, verse 7. When they had placed them in the center, they began to inquire, By what power or in what name have you done this? Oh, man. Uh, I did not, I do not have Peter's um, patience. I would have said, did you listen to anything I said? Have you paid any attention at all? Have you listened to the guy that's walking and leaping and praising God? Come on, guys. No, didn't do that. By the way, the Greek sentence puts great emphasis on the, the plural pronoun you only 2 of the 12 apostles were being questioned but it's clear the questioners were holding them and by extension all 12 of them responsible for doing this how have you done this this what well i think he's referring to the, i think they're referring to the whole situation they were not about to consider that this was being done by the hand of god in their minds this was just an assault on their power and their position The Sanhedrin was just like your run-of-the-mill garden variety um, uh, evolutionist. Okay, we're ruling out the answer. We know this can't be God. Now let's explain the answer to the question. That's exactly what they're doing. We know this isn't of God because you're messing around in our temple. We don't like that. We want you to stop. That's kind of the attitude that they had. We hold you responsible for these unauthorized gatherings in our temple. So as I said, it's blindness. How much did they have to ignore? Couldn't they remember Jesus on the cross? Three hours of darkness. Didn't they remember the veil in the temple, their temple, being torn in two miraculously from top to bottom? Didn't they hear about the testimonies of those people who were raised from the dead that day? Couldn't they remember the empty tomb that kept being pointed out to them? Didn't they remember that sound like the mighty rushing wind that raced through all of Jerusalem and gathered the whole city together? The testimonies about the tongues of fire, the the unknown languages? And then what about... The everyday testimonies of the 3,000 people who were baptized and the guy walking and leaping and praising God. Did they just think that was an elegant hoax? Well, they didn't care. It was just, you're messing with our temple. We don't like that. So that one question, verse 7, by what power or in what name have you done this? That pushed Peter's play button. He was moved, he was guided, he was empowered by uh, the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus had promised, you will know what to say when they come after you. And he again speaks directly on behalf of himself and John, but as well, he speaks for the rest of the 12 and all of those thousands of people who so greatly disturbed the Sadducees and their ilk. So, what did he say? We'll circle back and pick up some of this again next time, but let's look at verses 8 through 12. Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man, as to how this man has been made well, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name this man stands here before you in good health. He is the stone which the, was rejected by the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Now, we're not going to get any farther, but remember, this is the first open persecution of Christian in the book of Acts. Not going to be the last, and others are going to be worse. But we can begin to see some patterns based on how Spirit-filled people, apostle or otherwise, respond in a situation like that. Now, you know what would happen today somebody was arrested like that. There would immediately be the protests, the lawsuits, the shouting. But would you look, I think there are some principles we can understand here. They did not fight against the authorities. They didn't demand their rights. They didn't protest. They did not go on Twitter to drum up support for their cause. They did not complain about being in jail overnight. Now, I'm also pretty sure they didn't love it. But they didn't fight against the ones who persecuted them. They didn't fight. They spoke. They spoke truth. They spoke it boldly. So, secondly, we see they spoke respectfully. Notice how Peter addresses them rulers and elders of the people. That's the proper way to address the Sanhedrin. I think I would have gone all Jesus on them. You whitewashed sepulchres. You, you, full of dead men's bones. Now, they didn't. They just, no name calling, just stating facts. You want to know how we did it? You Want to know in whose name we did it? Well, we'll tell you. They were bold, but they were not disrespectful. Would you notice how immediately they turned the attention to Jesus? They're not saying, we're innocent, we didn't do anything wrong. They, they could have made a case. Our Lord Jesus said, this is my Father's house that you're making into a a robber's den. There are lots of things they could have said, but they just turned the attention to Jesus. Peter was very careful about pointing to the facts of the situations. Are you upset about a benefit done to a sick man? Do you really want to know how he was made well? And would you notice he turned the attention to Jesus and then to the Word of God. Next time, I'll circle back and we'll, I'll show you how significant it was that he quoted Psalm 118. But by now you should see the pattern in Acts. In every situation, the attention has always turned to, this is what God said in His Word, and this is about His Son, Jesus. So put a mental bookmark there. We'll come back. I don't care if you read farther, all the way through verse 22, where I hoped to get to this morning. But I want to be bold and suggest, how about memorizing a verse? If somebody wants to say, well, you know, where does it say that Jesus is the only way? There's lots of ways to God. Well, maybe you've already nailed John 14, 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Okay? Here's another one. Go ahead and memorize this. Acts 4.12, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Now, it'll be tempting next time we open Acts to have you stand and recite that from memory without any prompts on the screen. Uh, I'm too nice. I probably won't do that. But let's take our cue from Peter and John. Even while we are Or even when it comes that we are unjustly punished, even when we are misunderstood, falsely accused, we can always turn the attention, the conversation to God and His Word and His Son. God will give you wisdom to do that. Oh, and by the way, can't stop at Ephesians 4.12 and say, oh, (laughs) and do you have that salvation? It is found in no one else. There is only one way by which we must be saved. Oh, how wonderful to have God's forgiveness. How wonderful to be His child by adoption. And by this time, they have the Holy Spirit, who we are told bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. They understood this was all brand new in Christ. How wonderful to have His Holy Spirit to help us understand His Word and how marvelous to be stewards of the greatest message of all. If you don't have that salvation, today is the very best day of the rest of humanity's time on earth to give your life to Jesus Christ and be saved and be born again. Let's pray. Father, how we thank you for your glorious grace to us in Christ, blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Thank you now for giving us this very same message as was on the lips of your apostles in those days. Send us out from this place as stewards of that wonderful message. And please arrange opportunities that we may speak that truth in love to those who need the Savior, and we know that for people to be saved, it will require their eyes being opened, and that is the work of Your Spirit. So help us, we pray, to be good stewards of our part, spreading the message, and grant that there would be much fruit for Your glory, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you.